Warning, there's no such thing as a free lunch. And that means you, wrong boys. And that big lunch you're looking at that says free on it, don't do but it. But it looks so tasty. Mm-mm, mm. I need that lunchy lunchy. It says it's free. Why it do you think free. it's not free? It says free. free right on it. We should probably just dig right in. It looks yeah. it's free right there. I mean, it's just going to waste. It's Hot mid-day. and steaming lunch. Ooh, it's midday. Let's do it. Yeah, definitely. And so the wrong boys really dug into that free lunch. Was it truly free? Stay tuned to find out. Welcome in to the Seriously Wrong Podcast, everyone. That's how you say welcome in German. German's famous for their hospitality. <laughs> say it. Say welcome in. Welcome in, everyone. Thank my you. name's Sean. Uh, my name's Aaron. And this is a Seriously Wrong Podcast. It's like an online radio show, if you're not familiar. So on the show, we like to get to the bottom of big pressing mysteries. And in the 1920s, there was a mystery that was sort of hatched. A phrase became popular then. There's no such thing as a free lunch. This was in response to... Free lunches, as I understand it, that were being given out. Exactly. (laughs) Bars and restaurants were giving out free lunches. The catch was that the lunches were really salty and the beer and drinks were overpriced. So ostensibly you're getting a free lunch, but you're actually paying for the cost of the lunch through the extra cost of the drinks. It's a classic trick. So they pulled people in with that trick with the free lunch until people realized they're being taken advantage of. So then they created a phrase to help people avoid being scammed. There's no such thing as a free lunch. Maybe a better phrase would have been free lunches always have a catch. Throwing that out there, if anyone back in the 30s wants or to... Or the phrase could be, if the lunch is free, look for other ways that they might be profiting off of you under in capitalism. Now that is catchy and accurate. It's rare that you can hit that peak between so catchy and so accurate, but... I think we pulled it off. And then the, the phrase was popularized again by... Robert Heinlein. Yeah, in his book, The Moon is a Harsh Mistress, used There's No Such Thing as a Free Lunch or Tanstaffel, for short, as a plot element in his story. And uh, then it was also Milton Friedman. Famous shitty economist. I, <laughs> is that a nice way to introduce him? Yeah, he's, he's a libertarian economist, and he repopularized There's No Such Thing as a Free Lunch saying that welfare is bad. And so we find ourselves now, the next phase in the story, after all these different little pieces, then the wrong boys got their hands on this phrase, and here we are today. And that's who's talking now and where we are. Yeah, and if you like where we are, or if you like us, and you want to support us and our show to keep us where we are we actually rattle a cup for quarters on the internet it's called e-bagging and it's (laughs) (laughs) oh yeah there was a guy on facebook and he kept on saying that we were e-bagging because he saw that we had a podcast as a patreon as an insult but i just didn't mind at all absolutely not we're rattling our cup our e-bagging cup if you put six dollars in the cup every month you get access to bonus episodes episodes a day early the full archive of episodes and our eternal gratitude. Mm-hmm. And it's a way to help us do the show. We wouldn't still be doing it if we didn't already have the donors that we do. So thank you to everyone who already does that. And thank you to everyone who's deciding to do that today if they get to the end of this episode and decide that they like it. Or even if you just like the beginning of it. Yeah, it might be that you've got the headphones in and it's playing on your phone, but then you go to a computer 
And while it's still playing, you need to go through the steps. The steps that would start with opening a browser, going to patreon.com slash seriously wrong, and then following the prompts to begin donating. So without further ado, is there such thing as a free lunch? What do you think, Aaron? It depends on what you mean by free and what you mean by lunch. And also thing and what you mean by such, pretty much all those words. But all that Doesn't aside, that, if I had to say... <laughs> Isn't that true of every sentence? Depends what each of those individual <laughs> words means. <laughs> yes, that is true of every sentence. Are you just saying that to bolster my point, that it's true in this case as well? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I pose that question in support, full support of the theory. Please continue. Giving the typical definitions of those words, the implicature that I would read into what that means, yes, absolutely. There's such a thing as a free lunch. I've had many. Pretty much everyone has had free lunches at some point. Like, it's hard to imagine. Never. And the idea that there isn't such thing as one on the surface of it is an absurd statement that couldn't possibly be true. But on the other hand, sometimes people really confidently say there ain't no such thing as a free lunch. And they're usually the same people who say there's no such thing as free health care. And they're just confused about what people mean when they say something's free. They don't mean that the government isn't paying for it, that nobody else is paying for it. Oh, someone else is paying for it, so it's not really free. That's not what free ever means in terms of getting something for free. Like if you get free samples, yes, someone else paid for it. That's the point. That's what free means. Or that we're all collectively paying for it through taxes, but there's no charge at point of service. Part of the premise is just implying that you're so dumb that you think that free things come out of nowhere. It's like, you know, free things actually come from somewhere. They have to be produced. Leftists watch too much Star Trek. They think that meals are vaporized into existence. Not only are we not in a post-scarcity luxury utopia, it's impossible to ever get there, okay? So just shush out of you. I want to hear mum from the leftists for the next 10, 15 years, please. But yeah, that's the right-wing agenda thing. That's like Milton Friedman wrote the book. There's no such thing as a free lunch. But it's weird, though, because there is such a thing as a free lunch. Like, even if you want to take a really broad lens on what counts as costs, like, oh, the secret exchange that's happened when I provide Aaron with a free lunch is that he likes me and thinks I'm a good guy and might do something for me in the future or, like, have this sense of solidarity or, like, commonality mm. built between us. Like, right. oh, it came at a cost. You like that person more now. Like, they got you. But, I mean, that, that type of lunch <laughs> happens all the time. Like, how often... Does someone else somehow provide you a meal? It's a pretty frequent and regular occurrence in society. And it's a legitimately free lunch. You guys wouldn't be any more or less friends if that didn't happen. Or like your grandma comes in town or your great grandma comes in town and she grabs the check for the whole family, you know? That was a free lunch. Yeah, and I mean, of course, the right-wing people, well, it wasn't free for grandma. Grandma grabbed the check. Grandma paid for all these lunches. Someone paid. Then you could say like, okay, what about stuff that's completely outside of the market like picking a piece of fruit off of a fruit tree on public land you eat a bunch of pieces of fruit that's a lunch first of all that's a lunch hey no one here is saying that's not a lunch it doesn't have all the food groups but food groups are bullshit anyway and nobody paid for it if we're talking paid money nobody paid for it i mean you could be like oh the tree paid for it. like the tree gave energy to make that lunch for you or like someone else could have picked that fruit if you had left it there so it like it cost potentially other people like I think the reason that this little saying is caught on is because you can always do that you can always bring it back some level to be like well actually you think it's free 
well, hold on, let me woke you to some consequences. Something's changed, and that change can be framed as a cost. Okay, so yeah, I'll concede the universal health care that you've proposed. You identified a funding source that really can't be tied down to any individual person. So the funding source is paying for it without someone paying for it. So I concede all that, but... There's no such thing in a free lunch because you can only have one national healthcare scheme. If you have this scheme, it comes at the opportunity cost of having potentially different modes of healthcare. So even if it's completely paid for, Medicare for all does come at a cost, the cost of alternatives that couldn't be considered. So there. Yeah, the opportunity cost definition. Using the banana example, you, oh, you could say it's a free lunch to go just grab that banana from the tree on public land. But you could have been doing something else. There's real opportunity cost to going to pick that banana. What if you had went the other direction and there was a steak dinner that someone else was willing to give to you? So really, they came at the cost of that steak dinner. There's always opportunity costs inherent to everything. It's called making choices. There are always choices you did not make. And those abstract possibilities of what could have been had you done something else, those things are a cost, hence everything has a cost, hence no lunches are free. So there is no such thing as a free lunch. Technically, if you change the definition of free lunch to actions without opportunity costs. Part of the reason that tent and staff hall is like a cultural thing is because there is like a seed of wisdom there in that... If they're offering something that seems too good to be true, you know, the reason you get a free lunch is because it's a timeshare presentation, you know, like that's an all right observation about the dynamics of like a capitalist marketplace and the incentives in it. And it's also in the broadest sense, it's got some wisdom in saying like something doesn't come from nowhere. So yeah, we're counter signaling against this misapplication of Tan Staffel that is used within political debates to like limit public imagination around the benefits of working together, part of sort of an individualist, maybe libertarian framework. On one hand, like the inside sort of battle, but it is also profound to point out that like sandwiches don't come from nowhere. Like lunch doesn't come from nowhere, a free lunch. Yeah, there's also an ecological interpretation. It's actually part of like someone's four laws of ecology. The fourth law is there's no such thing as a free lunch, meaning that humanity's existed for a long time, imagining that we can get this free lunch of just extracting whatever we want from nature without engaging in a more reciprocal relationship. And I think just in general, it is wise to be aware of and look for unintended costs and consequences to things. Like that's the wisdom there in the saying is like, if something seems too good to be true, be a little skeptical and see maybe you're getting took on some other vector here. Yeah, you know, maybe I got tan stuff all wrong. You know, it's wise. It's wise. It's a good point. It's a fundamental point, too. You know, it's like, what, I'm, I'm just going to turn on Tan Staffel because it's been used in really annoying arguments by people that I really didn't like? No, it, Tan Staffel, you know, it, everything comes from somewhere. And, and matter and energy can't be created or destroyed. Yeah, I mean, if the big wise point here is that matter can't be created or destroyed, maybe we should just make that the phrase. <laughs> Well, I mean, that's already its own phrase. <laughs> <laughs> but if someone's like, oh, boy, this bar is offering a free lunch. I'm going to go eat it. Someone's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Matter can neither be created nor destroyed. Just warning you. Think about the implications from that all the way down to there might be unintended consequences. Here. Oh, my God, a free lunch. Someone's creating matter. <laughs> Pedantic, ungrateful guy. 
Hey, pedantic, ungrateful guy. Thanks for coming over to my house to hang out around midday. It's 2.30. It's sort of the end of midday. Well, anyway, I made some sandwiches I thought we could eat since it is midday, midday meal. I assume you haven't had lunch, and here's a free one for you. Got a sandwich here. Do you want anything to drink with your free lunch? Maybe a glass of milk, a beer even, maybe? It is 2.30, as you say. Come on, we both know that there's really no such thing as a free lunch. What are you after? Well, I mean, you're not paying for it. Well, someone has to pay for it. I mean, it. I paid for the bread and the meat and cheese. So it's not really lettuce. a free lunch, then. It's not really it? that much money to me. There's no such thing. Here, have a lunch that I paid for. <laughs> like, thank you, but also, in a sense, aren't you sort of enslaving me, like, with expectations of, like, oh, now I'm supposed to be grateful. Oh, this is the guy who pays for my lunch. I'm so grateful to him i like him i mean i guess i do generally expect people will be grateful when i do nice things it's not like i'm not trying to be like that's an expectation i have but it is but yeah it's putting me in a position where like now i've got a cost it's not really free because now i like you more and now i sort of owe you a lunch in the future right? I, you could look at it that way i would love a lunch sure see so it's like, oh, thanks for the lunch. Great, let's start this process of perpetual mutual slavery to you know, provide lunches for each other on a recurring back and forth basis. I uh, can put the sandwich in grow the fridge. Fonder and fonder of each other. Uh, it's slavery. I don't know, man. It just sounds like normal friendship to me. Or you could pay me for it if you want. I don't care. It's weird, but hey, this is my old buddy PUG. <sighs> Fine, I'll eat it. You're going to love it. It's really good. Yeah. Well, thanks a lot. Thank you. Thank you so much for this free lunch. Oh, pedantic, ungrateful guy. <laughs> oh, you. you. I love you. We all love you. I know. Pedantic, ungrateful guy. Okay. No such thing as a free lunch usually means free as in gratis, right? Like free as in without cost. But there's also free as in libre, which is like, we have to fight for our freedom. There's no such thing as a free lunch. <laughs> or like, next time conservatives are saying there's no such thing as a free lunch to you, be like, oh, excuse me, I thought we were in America. This is a free country. And every lunch here is a celebration of that freedom. If you don't like the freedom of our lunches, you can move to North Korea. Yeah, plenty of unfree lunches there. Yeah, there's no such thing as a free lunch in North Korea. Here we have free lunches. You can pick taco time. You can pick Chinese diner. It's up to you. It's the freest lunch that's ever existed in human history, okay? Yeah, but then there's also the aspect of like, am I eating anything that involves slavery or horrible working conditions in its production line? Is this lunch the product of freedom all the way back to the beginning? Like, yeah, I want a future where every lunch is free. There's yeah. far too many slaves involved in modern lunch production. If there's one slave involved in lunch. Uh, sorry, the chocolate in the dessert of your lunch involves child labor, child slaves. So that was not a free lunch in well, that sense. Hey, get off my back. There's no such thing as a free lunch. It's like our original sin, man. You can't get around it. You're just walking around society. Your lunches are enslaving people. You kind of get the accreditation to get the little stamp on the corner of the package. It's like certified free product. Oh, like a free lunch certification thing that's like fair trade kind of, but just to certify that this lunch entirely produced free Libra. I mean, I think that lunch should be both free as in grata and free as in Libra. It should cost nothing at the point of consumption. But at the same time, it should provide fair wages to workers who freely work 
are adults and aren't slaves. Absolutely, yeah. I also just thought of one other thing that there's no such thing as a free lunch, free Libra lunch could mean, which is a truly freely chosen lunch that wasn't compelled by your biology in any way. So to have a truly free lunch, and this is why there's no such thing as a free lunch, to have a truly free lunch, you would need to have transcended the bodily need for food either through consuming sunlight directly through your eyes or cyborg technology to uplift you past the need of a stomach. So you can really like rationally choose the lunch (laughs) that you want when not, yeah, without the interference of your biological needs giving you like, oh, I want fat, I want sugar. Yeah, yeah, or even just the freedom to choose lunch or not lunch. If you can't choose to not have lunch and be well, that's a kind of compulsion. We're slaves to our lunches. There's no, Absolutely. There's no such thing as a free lunch. It's a contradiction in terms. We're forced to eat a middle meal. Try going without lunch for the rest of your life and see how free that makes you feel. <laughs> You're going to have a big energy sag in the middle of the day. <laughs> okay, now push. Now breathe in and push. Push. Here, here it comes. Oh my god, it's the miracle of life. It's a beautiful baby boy. Oh my god, look at that little human that we made together. Oh, no, 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 no. Sorry, son. Before you put the breast in your mouth to feed... You're gonna have to work out a deal here. Mm -hmm. Uh, Don't want to give you any mistaken impressions about whether or not there is such a thing as a free lunch. Yeah, you might have noticed that it is 12.30. That's lunchtime. Our whole family is mammals, so we produce warm milk. And liberals think that this teat drinking is a free lunch. And some liberal mothers even let it be a free lunch. And that produces liberal children. So as a conservative family... We have to destroy the libs at all costs. Now you want to eat. And I get that. You've never eaten before. Yeah, every baby wants their first lunch. Honestly, I find it cute. But you have to understand that there's so many other things I could be doing rather than just feeding you. And that's an opportunity cost that I'm paying that you owe me for, and we will be keeping a tab. Both nips are metered, and we're gonna be charging for every milliliter. And lunch isn't the only thing that's not free. That velvet piece of cloth you're wrapped in, it seems nice, hey, you're rubbing your face against it. It's soft, I'm not gonna lie, it's soft. That's on the bill. You're gonna be paying one third of rent, you are gonna be paying part of the cable bill. You don't believe all the prenatal vitamins I took to try and stay healthy for you. So we're just keeping track of it, there's no rush to pay it off. Yeah, we understand. You're a helpless baby, obviously. Like, you can't work yet. You can't pay us anything right now. We're not ignoramuses. We're just tracking. Just tracking and waiting. There's nothing wrong with tracking and waiting. So get off our back. And the baby agrees to the terms. Here we go. A little handshake up and down. As I'm the child's guardian, I'll sign on his behalf. And there you have it. Yeah. Oh, look at it, racking up quite the bill already. (laughs) Oh, that's good. Keep sucking, little guy. That's our retirement fund. Those breast milk meters that we had installed on each nipple, the 1-800 number, they'll be down here in 15 minutes to fix it. We're not going to miss a drop. Thank you, milk meters. Oh, yeah, so what did you want to name the baby? I totally forgot. Yeah, me too. Slip my head. Mm. 
Duncan. Just call it Child One. Child One. I don't know. Child One or Duncan. Yeah, two great choices. Okay, I mean, we have to pick now, too, because you can't name your second child Child One. It's the only chance we're going to get. We could name our second child Duncan. Yeah, that's true. And it also leaves the door open to name the second child Child Two. But you could always have Duncan and Child Two. I feel like that would be bad for Child Two somehow. No, you're right. I don't want to live in regret. We'll name it Child One. Oh, all the nurses look really impressed at our parenting skills. Yes, we're great parents. Yeah, you can stop looking. Yes, its name is Child One. We know it's a great name. Yeah, we definitely made the right choice. People are speechless. Did you hear that, Child One? Everywhere you go, everyone will be rendered speechless by you. From cradle to grave, Child One will live an incredible life. You know, I just can't wait till we're old and there's Child One and little Child One Juniors. Child 1.1. Child 1.1, Child 1.2. And we're in the middle of teaching Child One one of the most important lessons of all. Matter is neither created nor destroyed. Every drop of milk that he consumes was generated by processes in his mother's body. And that's where the debt comes from. There's another way we can take this metaphor. Why don't we have free lunch? Because the billionaires have too much free lunch. Something from nothing is an occurrence that happens every day in the lives of millionaires and billionaires on enormous scales. Like interests on enormous wealth or even just like basic investments or land value improvements, maturing investments. Have you ever heard at some point in your life like, oh, if you have this amount of money, then you can live off of the interest. That interest, that's something from nothing, it all goes to the super rich on an enormous scale. Like the system is just designed to funnel money up, just generate revenue that goes into the pockets of the already rich through various ways. And like inheritance, completely unearned. Your parents are rich, so therefore you just get a much better life. And then at some point you get a bunch of property. Yeah. So then there's no such thing as a free lunch is pointing out to all these billionaires that actually all of these lunches that seemed really free, all this money that they're getting is actually stolen from the workers through the process of exploitation and other processes as well but like it's not really a free lunch other people are paying for it and there's other ways that they take advantage of a type of free lunch as well with lax environmental laws externalities of any kind in the marketplace is a type of free lunch for capitalists wherein they don't have to pay all of the costs that their actions are incurring because some of those costs functionally the market doesn't bring them back around to those people they get spread out across everyone if it's environmental damage or wherever the problem is whatever if your externality is that you're poisoning a river by not properly treating waste from your plant that free lunch of disposing that waste without properly treating it that you're getting, all the profit you're getting from that free lunch for you and your company is actually being paid for by the residents of the city upstream who are slowly developing cancer because of what you're dumping in the water. Another just like huge free lunch at a great cost to others that the billionaires get is like through regulatory capture rent-seeking, where they donate money to political campaigns and then get more money back in the forms of like deregulations and tax breaks than they paid to the political campaigns. It's a corrupt way that lobbying is structured within the political system that you can pay $50 million to get a specific candidate elected who then passes a law that will save you $150 million over three years. You know, it's like millions of dollars from corrupting the process of governance. Yeah, so it really just strikes a sour note. Like, if you want to be like, oh, free lunch doesn't exist because technically someone always pays for it. 
if then you focus on people who really, really need that free lunch that someone else is paying for, rather than these enormous million, billion dollar free lunches that are being given to people who need them the least. These enormous, lavish lunches, you know, these, yeah, these like, cornucopia lunches. Of... <laughs> oh, you know, I've got this bit of wisdom. All lunches truly are paid for. So when you get something for free, look who's really paying for it. And then to apply it to people on welfare rather than the rich. It's like, it shows where your priorities are and they're not good. Or even like you can talk about the free lunch that North American, European, colonial nations enjoyed from wealth and resource extraction from developing third world nations for like centuries, including up until today. There's a kind of free lunch going on in the modern neoliberal marketplace for certain economies that already have established presences as economic powerhouses of a type. They have this free lunch where they can utilize the resources of smaller, less established countries for their own benefit, which is also a type of free lunch that someone else has to pay for that isn't what the needling conservatives like to point out for some reason. Thank you all for being here today. I'm child one, state senator, father of two. I've fought hard all my life for what's right, taken on some of the biggest, not been afraid to back down. And today I'm child one, I'm announcing my candidacy for president of the United States because we have a crisis in this country. Working families are going all afternoon without eating lunch, they're going hungry. Endemic lunch debt. Nine out of 10 young people will have a lunch debt of $25 million by the time they finish high school. Lunch overbilling is a huge problem, and we need action. We need someone who's going to tackle lunch hunger and lunch debt. We, we can do lunch action in this country, first 100 days I'm in office, eliminate lunch debt, and provide finally lunch for all. Child one, child one. Yeah, reporter from the wrong town. Child one, when you say that these lunches will be free, are you saying you are able to create matter from no, nothing? No, I'm not talking about matter from nothing. I'm talking about ensuring that a free at point of access lunch is provided to everyone every day without fail. So you can count on it. You can set your watch to it. Every day you're going to get a good, healthy lunch from will the Will you president. be enslaving to provide these lunches? We're working on a plan to make every lunch a free lunch by tackling slave labor in the supply chain, intending to hit a fully free lunch by What do you say to accusations that your lunches will all be essentially government paste in a tube? Disgusting paste. There's no plan to replace all lunch meals with disgusting paste from a tube. Those rumors are unfounded. We're aware of those rumors. We emphatically deny them. Child one, your parents are notorious child debt advocates, largely responsible for the push to charge children for their lunches. What do you say to the claim that we shouldn't take you seriously because you're just mad at mommy and daddy? Uh, look, I mean, a lot of people have huge lunch debt in the millions, a crushing lunch debt. You know, your average politician doesn't have lunch debt. Your average citizen does. So what I want for myself, I want for everyone. I've been really frank about my personal life in my memoir and my follow-up to the memoir, but I'm not going to be speaking about that here today. When I talk to people in the community, people are saying, I want lunch. They're not saying, oh, what's going on with your debt relationship with your parents? What psychological factors in your development for your current platform are associated with that? This sort of stuff. People aren't bringing that up. 
People are saying, I need lunch. It's lunchtime. That's what I'm hearing. Child one. Uh, that's all the time that I have here for questions. But I just want to say, if you vote for me for president, I will show you there is such thing as a free lunch. That's live from Child One's campaign announcement. But outside in the street, a different story. We go to a reporter now who's speaking to the protesters outside of Child One's campaign stump speech. Create matter from nothing. Create matter from nothing. I say create matter, you say from nothing. Create matter from nothing. Yes, I'm down here outside of Child One's presidential announcement speech, and these protesters are furious. The presidential campaign publicly snuffed this activist group tonight by saying that there would not be any matter created from nothing. I have spokesperson for this organization. Why do you think that it's insufficient to give free lunches that weren't created from nothing? Someone still has to pay for it. We need to recognize that we're in a lunch crisis. We need to take bold action and recognize that you can just absolutely create matter from nothing if you put your mind to it. And so that's what we're demanding. What do you say to critics of your movement who say that it's a foundational law of science that matter cannot be created from nothing? I don't hear these people talking about science all the time. Like, we got a political platform to create matter from nothing and then their lab coats suddenly appear. Every citizen's a scientist. I've got faith that people can see through the lies of Big Lunch they can see that matter can be created from nothing if we put our mind to it, if we're bold, we put our heart to it. Thank you for that field report. This just in, the Child One campaign for president has put out a press release stating Child One misspoke when he said that he did not support the creation of matter from nothing. It goes on to say that Child One has been a tireless advocate for creating matter from nothing for his entire career. Any rumors to the contrary are entirely without basis. They blamed the flub at the campaign event on lightheadedness from missing lunch that day and said that it points to a larger problem in our society of lightheadedness caused from missing lunch, which they say that Child One's policies would fix. All jokes aside, no irony, dead serious here. Free lunches are really good. I really support free lunches. I think that if we had more free lunches in society, society would be a better place. There are children all over the world who don't have lunches, who need lunches. Mm -hmm. And there's adults even who need lunches. But then there's also adults who pay for lunches and that takes money away from paying for other things that they need. So if they got free lunches, I would count myself in this category. If I had free lunches, I would save me a bunch of money that I could then spend on other things that I need. So even though I haven't missed lunch from lack if i do skip lunch it would just be like negligence or something mm. but like you're still in a form of lunch poverty yeah free lunches would still help me a lot in a way that they wouldn't help someone who can afford everything they need and all the best lunches and we know from the big pot of soup metaphor yeah, the famous old big pot of soup metaphor that everybody knows we know from the big pot of soup metaphor that if you make lunch for absolutely everyone you're going to get better resource efficiency and it's going to be cheaper like, I just see this as a pragmatic, social democratic step towards utopia. It's achievable within our lifetimes. I mean, under this system or the next, free lunch, let's put that on the menu, politically speaking. We're starting the DSA Free Lunch Caucus. Yeah, as a political demand, it's a bit uncanny and it's a bit bizarre and left field, but it's also like 
eminently doable and extremely helpful. Free lunch is already sort of an existing political demand around school children. Yes. Like school lunch programs. Like there's places in the U.S. where children have lunch debt and philanthropists have to pay off the lunch debt of children. I saw an article the other day about this little girl who her account ran out of money. So she had to go put the hot food lunch back and instead go get like a peanut butter and jelly sandwich or something and it made her embarrassed and someone wrote an article about this because like the mom complained or whatever making these kids do like walk of shames it's a weird thing they're like you can't pay so you get worse lunch than the kids who can pay it's demented lunch should be for all this is an immediate political priority and i think the stretch goal here i'm gonna i'm gonna be bold i'm gonna say we need to decommodify lunch we need to turn lunch into a meal of the day where it's socially understood that no money ever passes hands at midday the logistics need to be worked out. Is this provided by every restaurant? Is this provided by special restaurants? Is there set recipes? Is it diverse? Are you talking about... Those are all details to me. You are not allowed to sell something at lunchtime. You cannot sell something. You can only run a dinner business. Everyone's free to not sell stuff at midday. But food provided at midday is free. And obviously, you're going to have to set up programs and systems through charities or governments or businesses or whatever else to make this happen. But that should be the expectation. That's achievable in our lifetimes. That's free lunch. So you're saying fancy restaurants can't operate at lunch? Absolutely not. They can't provide a free lunch and also a paid lunch? Decommodify the midday meal. Have I made much? You have. You know, it's just it's more intense than I thought well, it was, we're, providing we're, free lunch, but outlawing paid lunch? Absolutely. Yeah. It's decommodified. You can outlaw the transaction and sale of things based on the hour of the clock. No selling liquor after 11 p.m., which is a well-established precedent. What if you want a late brunch? Oh, I want to pay for my late brunch, but I missed the window. Now it's free. <laughs> it's a problem that doesn't exist. I think our demands are clear. We need to decommodify the midday meal. It's a step towards, first, the decommodification of essential needs, food, water, housing, etc., but eventually the decommodification of society and the change in social and property relations to a fundamentally different system, I think. Makes sense to put a foothold in lunch. Sure, yeah. Decommodify it by offering the decommodified alternative. And then if the commodified alternative ceases to exist because it's been outcompeted or out. No, I'm the Stalinist on this. I, <laughs> you, you want the free lunches to outperform the paid lunches and the free market of experience? And absolutely not. Out no, 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 no. I want crush the, it with I the full want, weight of the army. I want the free lunches to be like an invasive species that take over the ecology of lunch. I want to pour bleach in the rat's nest <laughs> that's not a huge limit of my freedom free lunch it sounds like a maximization of my freedom. no i agree it's like the free health care versus taking away their private insurance thing it's like oh you want free lunch but really what you're talking about is taking away paid lunches i love my paid lunches you know if you pitch it to people like he wants to take away paid lunch yeah yeah we're, <laughs> we're from the advocacy group like paid lunch choice like <laughs> <laughs> we don't want to. So I'm the Buddha judge on this. Free lunch for anyone who wants it. That's his Medicare for all thing. Medicare for anyone who wants Wait, it. And Comrade Bernie wants Medicare for all. He'll drag you kicking and screaming into Medicare. Yeah. We're <laughs> no, all I'm eating the, free government that lunch about, gruel. I'm that way about free lunch. Okay, but it's got to be good then. Like, then you can't just be like, that's small details. There's got to be choice, different meals you can have, and it's got to be good. Like, Gordon Ramsay's got to give it a thumbs up. There's a real danger to, like, universal free shitty lunch, and everyone just has to eat shitty lunch forever. It's less of a danger than people starving. Don't get me wrong. It's, like, lower on the priority list for sure. 
This is my challenge right now is that I think because we went so far in the Bernie versus Buttigieg thing, it's not comparable directly to Medicare. So like, no, yeah, you're being yeah. right in this instance. I feel like it's giving credit to Buttigieg on something he's really wrong about. And I also think it is sort of true in the arbitrariness of like, it would be fine. Like it's not <laughs> like if they did that, it would be fine. It wouldn't fuck stuff up. And now for a hard-hitting question from the audience. I'm just unfold this paper here, submitted by an audience member. You say that there should be free lunch, but I disagree. That's totally impossible. You can't provide free lunch. It makes no sense. There's no such thing as a free lunch. It's impossible to do that, okay? So just give up. Give up on your beautiful dream of free lunch. Just stop it. Sincerely, listener. I don't get it. It's a bizarre question. Yeah, it's not really a question. It's more of a series of statements. Yeah, it doesn't seem to like account for anything we've said so far. It sounds like a hate listener, like someone who listens to the show. And there's nothing wrong with this. Just to be inspired in the ways that they disagree, to say, this is making me think of how I believe the opposite of this. And that's a perfectly okay way to be stimulated by the show. But we've got proof that it works. We've got proof that you can do free lunch and it works. I had free lunch recently. I was walking in the downtown east side in Vancouver, and there was a food truck there run by a group from like a Sikh temple, and they were handing out free food as part of their tradition, langar. It's like a religious practice of handing out free lunch. Yeah, absolutely. If you go to Sikh temples anywhere, generally they'll have free lunch for you for a place. I've done this before. You can go there and they give you lunch. That's cool that they did it portable with like a food truck. I didn't know that was a thing. That's really beautiful the whole tradition is really beautiful on the free lunch question i think the sikh have blown all the other religions out of the water there's no doubt the sikh religion is the best on free lunch they give out free food twice a day simple vegetarian food they pray while they prepare it and then they hand it out to anyone with no conditions as like a symbol of equality and human egalitarianism. Yeah, it's for everyone, regardless of age, sex, race, creed, color, like anything. You know, if you're hungry, you can have a free, delicious vegetarian meal that we made with like care and love and good intentions. Your turn, Catholicism. Can you do more free lunches than Sikhism is doing? Yeah, Richard Dawkins. Hmm? So rational. If Richard <laughs> How many Dawkins free is... lunches has atheism produced, Mr. Dawkins? <laughs> If we judge the truth of our beliefs on how much free lunch has been produced, it's a clear winner in the science versus religion debate, specifically the Sikh religion. <laughs> well, the Sikh religion carried it for all religion past the finish line there. It turns out it was touch and go to the last minute, but religion, it's better than no religion. It's entirely because the Sikhs got it right. And it's proof that it's pretty feasible to hand out a bunch of free lunch. We Absolutely. just have to scale that yeah. up even further. Major proof of concept for sure. So me and my brother, Detective Wrong, we run this Wrong Boys Detective Agency, right? Wrong and Wrong, used to be called. You know, we solve mysteries all the time, people. We try to solve a mystery every week. Someone comes in, hey, can you get to the bottom of this? And we say, yes, dutifully so. That's our slogan. Can't count the amount of times we've said that, but this one case, I think it was back in March. Yeah, late March. Yeah, there was that huge thunderstorm that day. Yeah, the office birds were flipping out from the thunderstorm and just flying around their cages. Sight to be seen. Not a detective agency without an aviary. So this guy comes in and he comes up to the desk and he said, hey, do you guys solve mysteries? And we said, yes, dutifully so. I got something I need you to get to the bottom of. We're like, okay, if you got the money, we got the time. And he said, I need you guys to figure out for me 
Is there such a thing as a free lunch? Thought it was a dumb question, but he had the cash. This isn't a charity. If it was a charity, we'd answer smart questions for people who can't pay, but it's a business, so we answer dumb questions for people who can. And we told him all this, and he said, yes, I can pay. Yeah, so we like did some digging around. Yeah, research. We read some Wikipedia. We go to Wikipedia a lot at our detective agency. It's the people's encyclopedia. It's crowdsourced. It's great. It's more than some of its parts. And so one thinking not to untangle is on one hand, you know, there's this premise of zero marginal cost moving towards certain things getting cheaper and cheaper to produce exponentially. So to the point where something's essentially eventually free, like the distribution of information on the internet, for example. Because traditionally people might say, oh, there's no such thing as a free lunch. You have to work for lunch. But the idea behind the zero marginal cost thing is we can actually automate the process using technology so that we don't have to work for lunch. But then people say, oh, no, no, we still have to work. We have to build the machines. We have to maintain the machines. People still have to work for their lunch. And then you say, okay, but maybe you're not thinking it far enough here. We can get automation eventually to a point where machines can build other machines and maintain themselves and each other and create a kind of automated production society that needs extremely minimal, it'll always be near zero, could never be fully zero, but minimal input from humans of any kind and just runs and keeps running. Once you add in the maintaining itself thing, it's almost like a perpetual motion machine in a sense. Like you, we start this thing up and then it produces for us. Obviously matter can't be created or destroyed. We haven't figured that out. So it's not a true perpetual motion machine. It needs inputs. All these machines need to run on something. And that's what brings us to, actually, if you read the Wikipedia page, one of the most potent objections to the idea that there ain't no free lunch is the sun. If we consider the Earth as a relatively closed system, from the perspective of being on Earth, the sun is a free lunch. It's beaming energy to us all the time, a ton of energy to us. And if we can harness that energy to power the automated systems that will both create lunch for us and maintain themselves in creating lunch for us, powered by the sun, that's so close to a free it's basically the same thing as a free lunch this is what we told him when he came back to our office asking have you guys solved the mystery yet have you solved the mystery yet every day we're like no come back we told you we'll call you when we have it figured out he's like oh ring ring oh who's that oh it's him again no we haven't solved it yet sorry just we're gonna call you back until one day finally he comes in have you guys solved it yet yes we have solved it we wake up in this world with one ultimate fate. The meaning of life is to turn sunlight into free lunch. So yes, there is a free lunch. It hasn't been perfected yet, but it's theoretically possible. There's a reason why so many people and societies deify the sun and turn it into a god. It's because the sun provides us with so much for free. So he told them, if you're looking for a god, there's one right there in the sky. Yeah, absolutely. And I think he was pretty grateful to know about the meaning of life. Yeah, he didn't say as much. He just mostly smiled and nodded and paid. But I got the strong impression that he had committed to a lifetime of living out humanity's fate in the universe to transform the energy of the sun into free lunch for all. Turning sunlight into eventually free breakfast, free dinner, free food, free homes, free shelter, 
free communication technologies, all kinds of free things that the sun could ultimately provide through that same process we described for lunch. So the whole week and a half we were solving this mystery, it had been just rainstorming nonstop, basically washing away the benches and mailboxes. It's like a typhoon out there. But as soon as we solved this mystery, no word of a lie, the sun came out. Yeah. It was nice, temperature. Yeah, it kind of felt like the sun was coming out to wink at us because we understood its secret. And he told me that he accepted the sun as his god. Really? I don't even accept the sun as no, my no, god. Me neither, yeah, yeah, but it's cool to see. Turns out the guy has this great swimming pool, and so we go back there. We have a great time. He's a great host. Basically, we go back there every week, and that's where we are now, and that's who you are. And thank you for the pool. It's so nice to frolic and swim here with you. Yeah, Sean's a big frolicker. Guilty. Loves you it. Know, I try not to talk about the meaning of life, but frolicking is the meaning of life. Oh, you two are too kind. Well, thank you. And yeah, feel free to come back anytime. I'm really happy to have you here. Happy to entertain detectives at my home pool. Thanks. Well, thanks for having us. Yeah, definitely. My pleasure. Is Wish I could stay here all night, but all right, I'll just uh, go upstairs, go up to my private study, my private room, leave where the wrong boys are, be away so it's private, record my private thoughts. <clears throat> And here we go, today's date. Dear Journal, my secret plan to infiltrate the friendship of the wrong boys detective agency is going off without a hitch, and I'm extremely proud to say I'm well on my way to achieving my secret ends of getting a discount on detective services. By offering them the free lunch of my pool, I am turning the detectives more and more into my private slaves, as they like me more and more and will do more and more for me. Little do the wrong boys know, there's no such thing as a free lunch. Sincerely, customer in sketch. Okay, so this next part here isn't going to make any sense unless I explain to you one thing about Wrongtown and how it works. In Wrongtown, people's private thoughts don't just exist inside their head. They actually travel up from their head to satellites, move between various satellites, and then are beamed back down to their head. That's how thinking works. But sometimes, just occasionally there's a mix-up in the system and the satellites beam one person's thoughts down to the head of someone that they weren't meant for. That's what happened to the customer just before the wrong boys left. He was thinking about what he was about to write in his journal and that thought was actually beamed down into the head of one of the wrong boys detectives. We now join them in a taxi on their way home. Oh, that guy is such a sweetheart. The way that he lets us use his pool all the time for free, it's so nice. It's like a friend. Oh, man, I got to tell you something. He's only doing that because he wants something from us. Those swims are not a free lunch. He's just buttering us up because he wants a discount at the detective agency. What? No, he wouldn't do that. It's he, the whole thing's been an evil Machiavellian scheme for that one sole purpose. So he's become our friend. He's invited us over to swim mm -hmm. seven, eight times. Yep. He's given us lunch. Sends us lunch sometimes at the office. Too. He complimented my new shoes when he came in. He said I looked striking, I think was the word he used. I was really appreciated that. He's a supportive, friendly guy. Absolutely. Yeah, he listens to all of our problems, gives good advice, but knows when to hang back, tells us about similar experiences he's had, but doesn't overbear. He is seemingly a really good friend, but I'm telling you, I just know. I got some thoughts. He is only doing all that because he wants a discount. And really the joke's on him because we don't give discounts to friends. You know, if he's just being nice to us to try to get a discount from us, 
I know how we can strike back at him. What if we did some really nice things for him? Like remembered his birthday, gave him emotional support during a tough breakup, go even further, do even more for him and treat him even better than he treats us, become even closer and closer and more mutually supported. Yeah, if he's him. trying to butter us up with all these free lunches, we'll give him even more free lunches. Exactly. What's he going to do? It's like, whoa, I wanted a discount, but now actually I owe them a discount because they've done so much for me. It's bulletproof. <laughs> oh, it's brilliant. It's brilliant. Got him. And so Detective Wrong and Detective Wrong treated their customer friend so well, so gratuitously, that he could never dare ask for a discount of any kind. They became closer and closer over time, eventually becoming very mutually supportive, close friends. And when the first of the three of them died, the other two went to that funeral. Then when the second of the three of them died, the remaining one went to that funeral. But the last one to die, he had friends from other friend groups and family members come to his funeral. He didn't die alone, but the other two were both already dead and they couldn't be there. The end. It's a good excuse to get out of going to a funeral, already being dead. Oh, yeah. It's actually pretty sweet to die young. To die first out of your friend group. Yeah. Cause Skip like, all the other funerals. Yeah, he's like, <laughs> don't have to go to their funerals. They're all at your funeral. Yeah. It's also really significant to them. You know, it's not like, oh, all my friends are dying. You're years before everyone else. Yeah, yeah. We usually celebrate being the, uh, yeah, all the those last people, to die. All those people would be like, oh, they died so young. They died first out of all of us. What a shame. But, you know, they're not taking into account the benefits there. Yeah, or the costs. You know, there's no such thing as a free lunch. Being the one to live oldest, the one to live longest, you basically just watch all of your friends die and then you die alone. Yeah. It's hardly a prize. So that's a weird reality of every group of friends you have right now. You can't all go to each other's funerals. No such thing as a free lunch. That totally makes sense. Well, if you're <laughs> expecting to get a free lunch from the concept of friend death don't and that wraps up the detective agency sketch now back to the show so maybe okay we can concede there's no such thing as a free lunch in a sense you know what you're right there is no such thing as a free lunch but and this is going to separate the cowards from the brave is it possible to one day achieve a free lunch i think so so i want to edit the phrase there ain't no such thing as a free lunch We'll change it to, there ain't no such thing as a free lunch so far, dot, 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 but I'm optimistic. Oh, I thought you were going to go with, there ain't no such thing as a free lunch yet, and then it could just be Tan Staffley, but you went your own way with it. So no, cool. let's use yours. That's a friendly amendment. It's accepted. <laughs> Tan Staffley. Tan Staffley. Yeah, I don't even know what the acronym of mine was. And who puts a dot, dot, dot in a, within a <laughs> in <an> catchphrase? <laughs> There's no such thing as a free lunch yet. That's elegant. So wait, which sense of free lunch are you talking about when you say that? I'm actually confused because I'm like, oh, there is kind of free lunches now, but like... Oh, I was thinking, in that sense, I was thinking the perfect society. I want to build a perfect society. Well, there's no such thing as a free lunch. Fuck. <laughs> I was relying on that. The crank at the center of the machine was a, where the free lunches come from. Pumps the whole system going. <laughs> I had, <laughs> had an idea for Utopia, but this uh, foundational uh, uh, idea. you have to turn the crank, is it truly free? The was, energy you're spending turning was, the crank? You're going to get all of the lunches coming out of nowhere to spin the crank. Oh, so like once the lunches start flowing, then the ones that come spin the crank to make yet another one come, and it just kind of perpetually moves. You're seriously wrong.
Next time on Seriously Wrong, the bill for the lunch they ate at the beginning of the episode comes in. Oof, yikes. One million dollars. That's too much for a lunch. I mean, it was a good curry. Don't get me wrong. It was a tasty lunch. It said free. There was a sign that said free lunch right on it, and we ate it. I just remembered I was reading this article in Vice. In this state, it's legal to advertise something as free that's actually a million dollars or more. Oh, God, we're going to be working off this quote-unquote free lunch that wasn't actually free for the rest of our lives. I mean, I guess we could probably, I don't know, like try to lend out lighters down by the beach and then after be like, sorry, you owe me 50 bucks, and then get them to give us 50 bucks and collect those and then eventually save up a million through small-scale scams to pay off the million that we owe for this why not just do free one large-scale scam? What? We could just scam the same person back who scammed us. For 50 bucks? That's not nearly enough. No, for the whole million. But maybe with like a t-shirt, free t-shirt. So we got a seriously wrong t-shirt. Falling around this guy, tempting him with free things. Yeah. Until eventually he gives in. We wear costumes. He wouldn't know it's us, obviously. You know, this law really degrades society. It really makes it hard to give something away for free. It really like, takes it solidarity out of the in, equation. Yeah, in like, the free lunch. You just always have the option to anytime you get a free lunch, just bill someone a million dollars and have it be legally enforceable. It's just it's a broken system and it conspires against solidarity. Yeah, and it tarnishes the name of free lunch, which is fucked up because like a free lunch is kind of the basis of all life like there's that thing with the sun obviously Mm -hmm. like i know exactly what you're talking about that thing with the sun basis of all life free lunch yeah the earth is kind of like a closed system it's pretty close to a closed system and it just gets this input all the time from the sun it's like a free lunch and that's where all life as we know it came from is that free lunch from the sun yeah i mean also in our lives like we as a fetus in the womb and also as a young child we're getting free lunch constantly up until we're an age where we can actually become self-sufficient Yeah, absolutely. Get any baby and try to make them pay for their lunch. They won't have the cash on them. So that old phrase, there's no such thing as a free lunch, should be updated to free lunches are the basis of all life. Yeah, literally the basis of all life on Earth, but also the basis of each of our individual lives, necessarily. We were born helpless and in need of lunch. No tan staffle. The future is flat boal. Free lunch is the basis of all life. Flitbowl. Free lunch is the basis of all life. Yeah, it's beautiful and, like, fractally true. Cool to notice. Cool. Cool, cool. Man, I'm hungry. Do you want to go get some lunch? Yes. The end.